Hi, everyone. Welcome to Head to Total, our podcast that pulls back the curtain on all things medical. Uh, I'm already starting to laugh because we're going to have a good time today. We've got with us today Synergy Health Partners physical therapist, Trevor Purcell. And and I'm excited to talk to Trevor today. Uh, And I think you can tell by the smile in my voice. Welcome to Head to Total, Trevor. Hey, how's it going, Colleen? It's going good. It's going good. Glad to have you here today. Yeah, excited Um, to be here. I, I can tell. I can tell you've got that little hint of, of excitement in your voice. So if you're okay with it, I'd like to jump right in. Let's do it. All right. Let's go for it. So, uh, Trevor, how long have you been with Synergy Health Partners Physical Therapy? I started with Synergy on Valentine's Day this year, actually. So a little over eight months. Uh, I believe the joke is because everybody loved you. Yeah, exactly. It was love at first sight, as I say. I know that you have a focus in sports medicine. That's really why I wanted to talk to you today. It's such a hot topic. Um, And my first question is, what exactly is the difference between sports medicine and physical therapy? Sports medicine and, well, I would say that physical therapy could be a branch of sports medicine, okay? So sports medicine is kind of this umbrella term. Um, in medicine. So you have, you know, the surgeons, physical therapy, athletic trainers, there's a bunch of different pieces that fall under this umbrella in the the continuum of care. You know what I mean? Why do I do physical therapy in relationship to sports medicine? I know you have some TikToks out there that people are watching. I've caught, I've caught a few of them myself. You know, what exactly, what, uh, why should we do sports medicine in conjunction with physical therapy? Okay, let's take the weekend warrior, right? So say the weekend warrior is doing CrossFit or um, they're running a 5K, they're doing the turkey trot, um, or they're a bodybuilder at their gym just trying to look better, right? So you get an ouchie or an ache or a pain or you pull a muscle playing flag football on Saturdays. That's my thing. So I love to throw it in there. Um, You could come see us directly. Um, We have a place at the Greg Grant Sportsplex with the urgent care. You can come see us directly. Um, So what you would do is you could get an eval. So we like to look at the total body movement, right? Obviously, we'll zero in on the local, um, the pain that's bothering you. But we like to see how you move as a whole. So then we can break that down, right? Um, Why did this injury occur? Um, What's going on in your biomechanics that would cause this injury? Unless it was like a contact injury. Um, say in flag football, then we obviously know the mechanism of injury was probably somebody destroyed your knee or something like that, right? But um, in running, it's common to have um, something off with your running pattern that we could look at here in the clinic, assess that, um, give you some corrective exercises, maybe use a little bit of manual therapy to address some of those impairments and then get you back out on the road or the trail or wherever it is that you run, um, hopefully doing that at a higher level and injury free. What happens and, and what's the difference between like a weekend warrior and when you're treating a high school athlete? What's the difference in the process, Trevor? There's really not much of a difference other than the high school athlete's going to be playing competitive sports, right? So that we have to kind of clear them for a more of an intense sport. So for our weekend warrior, it's a little bit easier to tailor off or slow down your progression. Um, So if if I'm training on the weekends, I know that I can take a little bit of intensity off this weekend because I'm only accountable to myself. So if if I'm returning to the sport with my teammates, hey, I'm accountable. I have to do this job and I have to play at the highest level possible. My coaches expect everything from me. 
Um, so I got to give it a hundred percent. And if I'm not able to, or my body is not letting me able to, those are the kind of things that we can look at in the clinic. Hey, I'm not, you're, you're, you might not be there yet, you know, a couple more weeks. And then we talk to the physicians if, if, you know, they went that route and then we can clear them to return to sport because we want them at the highest level, right? It's essentially weekend warrior. We, we can take a little bit more time because we're not answering to another team member, exactly. to a coach. When you're treating the high school athlete, then it's a little bit more intense because, and, and you've got to be the subject matter expert. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Trevor. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Do you put this child back on the field or what do you do? Can you, has there ever been a situation where you've had to say no to a coach or a parent? What's that look like? It's tough, right? Especially if you get the star athlete on the team who the coach is really counting on, you know, he's a starter or he or she is a starter. Um, it's tough, but you kind of have to look at them as the person and not the player. You know what I'm saying? Because 30 years down the road when he or she is having a family and they want to play with their kids or something, but now they have an osteoarthritic knee because they had this injury and then they went back too soon. Or you have to look at, are they trying to go on to the next level? Are they trying to go play college? So we don't want to send them back too soon. Let's say an ACL injury, we send them back way too soon. They retear it again, boom, scholarship gone. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of things at play and you kind of just have to break that down to parents, coaches, athletic trainers. Um, but once you really get, you share that perspective that, hey, we have the, the patient's best interest and, you know, it, it's kind of, they, they really tend to understand. Are you seeing in today's, let's, let's take the high school athlete again, are you seeing a trend in a different type of injury or is it a standard that you've seen for as long as you've been a therapist? What's really happening right now is a lot of ACL injuries. Um, and that's big across all sports, right? A lot of contact sports, basketball, soccer, football, lacrosse. Um, when it comes to cutting on turf or jumping. So those things are really common. Um, it kind of just depends on what sport, because if you, if you go over to the gymnastics side, you get, you get a lot of labral tears in the shoulder and the hips. If you go over to the, the baseball and softball side, then you have to look at elbow and, you know, the Tommy John ligament and then shoulder labrum. And then if you go into the other sports, you know, so you, you kind of just got to know a bunch of these. Um, so I don't think that there's really a, a trend right now, but I think ACL injury and recovery and rehab is kind of the hot topic. You mentioned the, you know, changing direction on turf and things like that. Are there tips and tricks that you as a therapist recommend things we should do? so we could prevent an ACL strain or tear? There are a couple things. We, not to be a shameless plug here, but uh, we kind of have, we have an ACL screen that we offer here in-house, um, which is free by the way. So we, we look at how people are jumping and landing. If their knees are coming in too far, it's called knee valgus. That's a risk factor. Um, there's a ton of risk factors, but we like to come in and look at how they're jumping and cutting. Are they um, landing in triple flexion, or is their trunk too shifted backwards? Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of things that we look yeah, at. I, I had the privilege of being at the uh, Synergy Health Partners Warren, Michigan facility. And it is, I, everybody says they have a state-of-the-art facility, but you are you, you guys truly are geared toward the athlete. Uh, I, I was amazed. You got a section of turf back there. 
Um, and then, and I don't know the proper term for them, Trevor, but where you can jump and you can see how high you're jumping, uh, like onto those boxes. And, and I, I couldn't even just like, that was like an inch off the ground. That was my, <laughs> that was my yeah. article. How about though, you know, as we're talking and a lot more to cover, but can you talk about your education? Cause you're throwing out terms that you must've gone to school for what? 10, 15, 20 years. How long, how did you know you wanted to get into physical therapy? How did you know you wanted to specialize in the sports medicine side of physical therapy? The interest of getting into physical therapy actually came to me at a young age. Um, so I have a couple family members that are in PT actually. Um, so an aunt and an uncle, and <clears throat> I knew I really wanted to do something in the health field. Um, I, I played sports my whole career, my whole high school career growing up. Um, I loved to work out. I really thought like the science behind it was cool. I really loved sports. I like, I wanted to maybe get into sports management and that side. And then I was like, do I want to sit behind a desk all day? Maybe not. Uh, I'm a really, really big people person. So I love to talk to people. I'm an extrovert. Um, that's where I get all my energy from, if you can't tell. Um, so I really kind of put all those things together and decided, hey, I want to go to school to be a physical therapist. This seems like an awesome career. And then so I went away to school at Oakland University. And I just saw all these people like switching careers and majors. And I don't know what I want to do. And for me, just the whole time, I really just felt solid in my choice and kind of affirmed in that. Um, I did some shadowing around, um, checked out a couple sport clinics, um, shadowed my aunt and uncle, and was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, then I decided that I wanted to be in sports because just the action. It's, it's, it's awesome. And also the athlete buy-in is something that fires me up. Um, it takes a special person to be like, rah, rah, you know what I mean? Um, so the athlete is motivated to get back on the field most of the time. Um, whereas the general patient, Hey, some of them don't want to go back to work. Let's, let's just make it, it is how it is, but that's not, not taking away from the general population therapy, because I love every single one of my patients. Um, not just the athletes, but there's something about, seeing that athlete go from a lot of times it is post-op and, and not really being able to fire their muscles or their range of motion is nothing. And then in a couple of weeks, they're like, wow, I can actually run again, or I can actually, you know, kick my leg out, or I can actually bend my elbow. Um, and then that, that you see their eyes light up and you put a ball in their hand in the beginning of rehab and they're like, oh, wow, it's like a child. And they've seen it for the first time. Um, so that, that buy-in to get back on the field and just the fun activities that you can do. Yeah, I have kids jumping all over the place back here on the turf, up on the 24-inch boxes like you were talking about. Um, I got them doing deadlifts and squats and stuff. It just it, it makes it fun for me because it, it drags me out of bed as soon as I you – know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how I knew the passion was there. And and that's why I was so excited to talk to you today because – I and I'm sure the audience is picking up. It's like catchy. It's like I almost want to go out and run a mile, but there's no way I <laughs> You should. No, yeah, okay. So here's the other thing. <laughs> that's not as much as I like you, Trevor. That's not. <laughs> but but here's the the point you're making about the dedication of an athlete, right? Uh, yeah. And I I don't like to bring the guy up, but I'm going to say his name, Tom Brady, right? Okay. Everybody has a life after a sport, right? And 
and everybody has to be conscious of the fact that there is more. But the dedication of a Tom Brady, who is almost as old as me, and the fact that, you know, it's his nutrition, it's his workout, it's his, I, everything the man does, he does so he can perform on the field. And I think someone like yourself can really appreciate and explain to the audience how much that really takes. I mean, it, it's not like Tom Brady's waking up on a Monday morning and saying, I feel great at the age of 45, right? Yeah. But can you walk us through, and, and I know it's an extreme, right? We talked about a weekend warrior, a high school athlete, now on a, onto a professional athlete. What are some of the exercises that you rehab an athlete similar to what a Tom Brady would be doing? Tom Brady is definitely an extreme. He's got his whole TB12 method. If you've ever uh, looked it oh, up. I bought the block, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes into his whole diet and and I think a lot of what Tom does is a lot of mobility exercises. So, which is what similar, very similar to what we do here, right? So we, like you said, we'll take the athlete and we'll, we'll look at their full body screen. Okay. So we're looking at their ranges of motion. Um, are you able to get in this range of motion? Are you able to control the limb, the extremity in that range of motion? And can you, are you strong in that range of motion? And if not, there are certain, um, I don't want to say parameters, but you know, we want a certain value of that range of motion. And if they can't get there, then we help them get there with stretching and, you know, PNF stretching and different exercises to get them there. And then once we get them there, we help them control it by strengthening in that range of motion. So you're kind of just giving them more of a leeway when they're moving on the field, they're able to, you know, if they take a hit, if their, their limb moves in that range of motion, Hey, we've already trained that knee, that hip, that ankle, to not sprain your ligament because we've already strengthened that extra range of motion that you didn't already have. So we're just giving them a little bit of a leeway, right? So I think one of Tom's big things is he does a lot of mobility work. Um, his nutrition is crazy. I, I, he might be like on a plant-based diet or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but Tom also just has like world-class trainers and dietitians and physical therapists that are just you know, it's every complaint that he has, but these guys in the NFL, it's like, um, I was just listening to a podcast about this, this PT, he works for the chiefs, but he was saying like, they might as well just have a cot in the office during training camp. Like these guys are working around the clock because these sports are grueling and these athletes are coming off these games. Like you're saying on Monday morning, and they got to be able to practice again by Wednesday. And some of them have a game on Thursday night. If, if we're talking NFL. And that's insane. I mean, when you really think about what the human body goes through in football or basketball, frankly, in any sport, but especially where there's full on contact like that, I can only imagine like a rugby player, um, but how the beating your body takes and what it takes to recover. Um, but, you know, like you were saying about Tom's mobility training and things like that. I mean, frankly, though, if you hit Tom Brady, or even think about hitting top rate, <laughs> that's 15 yards. The fact that that truly helps. So I guess what I want to talk to you next about is, I think people associate physical therapy, whether it's sports related or uh, after you've had a knee replacement or a hip replacement, that physical therapy is after the fact. But Trevor, can you talk about how an athlete needs physical therapy before to enhance their performance? Yeah, absolutely. So we like to call it prehab, right? So why wait until you injure yourself when we can do a lot of work to prevent that, 
right? So we like to look at, uh, is your right arm as strong as your left arm? Is your right leg as strong as your left leg? Because those asymmetries are going to be definitely risk factors. Are you able to move um, as well on your right side as your left side? You know, is your balance the same as your right side and left side? So we look at those differences, you know, is your, is your posterior chain as strong as your anterior chain? So is your front as strong as your back, essentially? So we like to look at, you know, how flexible are you? How strong are you? Do you have any risk factors um, that are going to lead you to, to more injury? Are you prone to injury? Like, how are, how are your jumping mechanics? How are your running mechanics? Those things, I think, are super important. Um, and when we do sport physicals, I think one of the things that I would like to see in the future is a more depth um, full body screen. Now, it wouldn't be your $15, $20 physical that you get right now um, to check off. But I think we could prevent a lot of different injuries if we had an ACL screen or um, a throwing mechanic screen where we bring in a, an expert that, that knows how to look at these things, um, donate some of their time. And, you know, instead of the quick physical, we actually do a full body assessment because there's so many quick and easy things um, that we could do. And if you just did the screen and we saw something, we could give you a little sheet of exercises and stretches, show you how to do it in five minutes and send you home with it. You know what I mean? And if that prevents an injury, that's a win, right? Yeah. And when it comes to, and I love where you're going with this, because when it comes to an athlete, you know, kids start playing. Well, some kids are starting hockey in Michigan at the age of four. They learn how to skate. It's crazy. At what age should parents be looking for these more in-depth physicals before their kid starts playing hockey, football, baseball, soccer? I mean, I, and, and where do they go for something like, I mean, they could come see you and you'll help them. But, but at what age should parents be starting to look for things like that? Gosh, that's a hard question. Um, it's hard because there's this common myth that you don't want to strength train until their growth plates are, you know, not developed and you got to take all of that into the aspect. But I would say if your kid is out there playing a contact sport, there's a risk for injury, right? So I'm not sure what the exact age right now is that they have to have a physical, but I would say, I, I think I want to say it's like junior high level, but I would say even, even a little bit younger than that. So probably like maybe eight, nine, 10, if you're going to start playing tackle football or aggressive soccer, where they're allowed to slide tackle or, you know, even basketball with the jumping mechanics, I mean, I'm going to have my kids screened so that, that they're not, you know, bending their knees in and, and tearing their ACL. And, and it's, it's hard too, because when they're that age, they're clumsy, right? They're not, they're not fully developed. Their, their motor control isn't fully developed. So, um, just a, correct a couple corrective exercises would go such a long way it's just parents and coaches don't know it, it's funny because i'm 49 and i'm still clumsy but <laughs> let's go to the other extreme though trevor you know there are a lot of people at my age or even a little bit older and they decide they have some time they want to take up tennis or they want to take up golf or they want to take you know or maybe hockey i don't know uh but but my question to you is it brings value does it not to come to somebody like you first and really have, because I might be able to prevent from hurting myself if I'm seeing you for the prehab. What's that like for an older person? You know, what, what's uh, when they come to see you, 
what do you do for them? If you see like an exercise program or a sport, it always says, contact your physician before starting to check out. So they want to check out your blood pressure, your heart rate, make sure that's all good. Why not do the same thing for orthopedic screen? You know what I'm saying? One of the things I would do first is I don't know a lot about speed skating. So I would research speed skating. What does it require for your body, right? What, what are the joint positions that you have to get into and control and what muscles are being utilized in the sport? And then we would do an assessment, see, you know, what is restricted and what is weak. And then we would do some sport specific activities to prime your body to be able to perform at the highest level in that activity. In your career, what do you think has been your greatest success case? I had this guy come in and he actually tore his ACL um, in a car accident, which is super, super sad. But he was 20 years old. Okay. And it was devastating and crushing because he just wanted to be able to, to socially interact with his friends and get back on the basketball court. He likes to go up to Lifetime Fitness and, and play in some pickup leagues. So then it, it's a sticky situation because he wants to get back into a contact jumping sport. And it's not required for him, you know, to get back. He's not liable to a coach. He's not liable to a team. He just wants to do it because he loves it. So for me, it was tough because I had to tell him, you know, we want to wait until this time. You know, I want you to hit these goals first. Um, but it was on him essentially if he plays or not. So I think it was really cool to see the really low when he came in, he was super bummed and low and couldn't move and couldn't control his leg at all to being able to watch a video of him um, playing basketball with his friends, draining threes, going up for layups and landing and and just thinking about the, pr the progression that we went from the jump progressions in the beginning to the small hops to the 24 inch box jump to him shooting a three pointer or going up for a contested layup and not being scared to land. It's just super rewarding, you know what I mean, to see people getting back to what they love to do. And that's why I got into this profession. Would you completely tear your ACL? Can you not move your, what is it, the like your the whole bottom part of your leg or what happens? Uh, no, you can move it actually. So what the ACL does is it prevents forward movement or translation on the femur. Okay, so I'm going to show you. Here's the femur right here. Here's the tibia right here. So what the... The, the ACL attaches on the femur to the tibia and kind of stops. It's called the anterior translation. Um, it stops the, the tibia from going forward. So what happens a lot of times when, when, the, uh, when the ACL completely tears is the body tells the quad, your big meaty muscle on the front of your thigh, to, to shut down a little bit. Okay. So the quad also attaches on the tibia and pulls the tibia forward. So that's how you bend your knee. So the brain automatically, our bodies are crazy smart. The brain automatically tells the quad, hey, we don't have stability there. You can't, you can't pull this forward right now. So the quad kind of shuts down. Also, you'll feel some instability maybe on pivoting and turning and cutting in the frontal plane or side to side movements. So it's crazy. One of my friends actually ran a full marathon on a tour ACL. Because I don't recommend that, just saying. I also don't recommend running marathons, <laughs> but on a tourney sale especially. Uh, now, if you're a good runner, more power to you, but it's not me. Um, yeah, so it, it really it depends, but you'll notice it. Um, 
side to side movements, your knee will feel kind of wobbly and then your quad may shut down. So Trevor, the other thing I wanted to just touch on briefly is there's been so much talk about concussions and concussion protocol. We all hear it when we're watching football. The Steelers wore their special helmets. Again, there's life after sport. Uh, Michigan, big into hockey. Can you talk to us a little bit about, I understand an arm of uh, Synergy Health Partners is starting to test for concussions. What's that about? Uh, A couple of our clinicians have been certified. It's called impact training. So it gives a, a just a, a few tests to see um, what their baseline is, and then once we have that data, then we can, if they if they think there's a concussion or if, if there's a um, potential diagnosis for a concussion, we can rescreen them and uh, just kind of compare, right? Or if they don't have the pre-screening, we can use their post results to like a baseline. Um, so it, it's kind of cool. The PAs can give the test and analyze the data, but PTs um, can give the test and then the PA has to analyze the data. So um, I haven't really done a lot of research into it yet, but I'm pretty excited that um, part of our our company is starting to offer that. I think it's super important and cool. It is wicked cool. And I got to tell you, it just, it brings it back around to what you were saying about, you know, when a child starts in sports, it's very important that that the parent understands there's got to be some baselines head to toe, frankly. Head to toe, yeah. So uh, how's the TikToking going? Pretty good? <laughs> it's you... awesome. Yeah. 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 There's, um, I saw a couple things on there and uh, everyone, if you haven't seen Trevor Fassell's TikTok, it's also fun to try to imitate Trevor as he's <laughs> doing exercises. Trevor, would you want to come back and talk to us more? Because there's a lot more to cover with respect to sports medicine, physical therapy. Absolutely. But- I'd appreciate it because there's so much work you are doing um, that and and I understand uh, if people really around the Metro Detroit area uh, want to meet Trevor, he's at the Warren location, but he's also and I'm just going to spring this on you. You might be on a billboard someplace. Oh, I'm on a billboard. You might be. This is news to me. This I'm just saying maybe in the coming weeks, there might be a billboard that talks (laughs) about sports medicine, physical therapy. There you go. Trevor Purcell. I, yes. I'm just saying. So everybody should look for that. I can't thank you enough. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Trevor. Absolutely, Colleen. Thanks for having me.